buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here on 610 AM. And Gary, what is it again on FM? Why can't I ever get this right? 103.9. There we go. Um, so anyway, we're here from 12 to 1 uh, to talk about real estate. And uh, Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher, like I said, we work for Remax Results. We've been doing this for, what, 11 years? Well, we've been doing this uh, radio show since 2008. Actually, this this month, we started in September of 2008, Jim, so it's, it's been 12 years this month. 12 this month, wow. So, congratulations. Well. And, uh, you know, you I, you originally got this gig, and uh, we this is when we had just basically started the Remax 1, when, you know, uh, our, our, our families, you bought superior we got the you bought them both originally and and then uh, we bought the uh Duluth franchise from you depth uh and um uh you called me and said hey do you want to do a radio show yeah right because i'm like and, on and then, uh they and, do and a radio show the old station yeah. live up on the central entrance right. there where uh, uh midwest communications used to to be and uh uh, Cadigan and Jordan were still operating out of there. We used to go on the Cadigan and Jordan show in the mornings, and, and uh, Pat Cadigan was was certainly involved in real estate throughout his career. And uh, well, remember we had a we had one of our interns um, up there was Jennifer, and she she was on she was a newscaster then after she was a journalist, yeah, yeah. and, and yep. she I think she worked for one of the local radio station or TV stations and, yeah. uh, and she was really good so I'm sure yeah. she went on and to then bigger... Shaggy do you remember Shaggy yeah. yeah oh yeah Shaggy was part of our team there yeah. for a while and uh, some good memories so we've been doing this a long time we used to do this show live where you and I would go in every Saturday and uh, and do it live and uh, uh, so it's, it's been a good ride and I uh, uh, just uh, yeah uh, we'll keep hanging in there as long as we can yeah and now we now we pre-record them usually on a Thursday or a Friday, and uh, because of COVID, we can't go into the studio anymore, so uh, um, <clears throat> luckily I happen to have a really good recording mic, and uh, so this is what we do it, how we yeah. do it. All right, Gary, before we get into real estate, we have to give the Packers some props. They certainly wiped us up this weekend, this last Sunday, didn't they? Well, it was a brutal game. It was and, uh, <laughs> A lot of garbage points at the end for us, I know. Um, but yeah, well, it's um, um, what can you say? I mean, the Packers are Packers are a good organization. Packers are they good. Really are. I have to give my Packers uh, friends props, you know, because I, I swear to God that that's one of my favorite reasons for living in this area is the rivalry between the Packers and the Vikings, and and you know, it's just it's a blast for me. I mean. Uh, um, I have so much fun with that, and uh, you know, I like I. I've always promised my son, since he's a Packers fan, that you know, if if they're left in the playoffs, I'm rooting for the Packers, and that's kind of what I do. But you know, we, we you cut me, I bleed a little purple. Well, our purple fans have been through a lot, and and we're Viking diehard Vikings fans, and uh, uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, 
it's tough. That's all I can say. But like, it hats off to the pack, and uh, we'll get them in in Lambeau. You know, I I actually went golfing instead of going to the watching the game because I kind of felt what was coming. And I sent a text to a bunch of my buddies before the game ever started that I was going golfing. I wasn't going to watch the suffering that was going to be caused by um, safeties having to cover for D-backs that were getting burned constantly by Rodgers. And I didn't want it to come true, but boy, it did. So anyway, there you go. All right, so real estate, Gary. Um, let's see. It is um, you know the weekend of the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, and uh, of September, and I am uh, quite busy um, putting some deals together. Did a lot of a uh, lot of analysis. So when we when we go out to a house and and view it and measure it up and meet with people for the first time and come back and give them numbers, uh, what their house is valued at. I've been doing quite a few of those um, recently. Um, and uh, how has it been for you? I know it's been, uh, it, it this kind of year, this time of year is a little bit up and down. We go streaky a little bit, I think. So Yeah, it's a good good word, streaky. I'm streaky, and uh, right now I'm not streaky. And it's just it's just a slow time. It's, um, um, but that's the way it goes. You know, what do you do? And, uh, yeah. Now in two weeks, I'm busy, busy, busy right now. But in, in two weeks, this is how it goes. In two weeks, I could be slow and you could be flying around. I mean, sure. this, this time of year, that's what happens. I mean, we get we get going in streaks. It's not like the spring where everybody is bumping into each other and there's people all over the place trying to buy. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a, um, yeah, it's, it's streaky. That's all you can say. So I think one of the things, and this this, I think, uh, goes along with a report a couple of weeks ago we were talking about <clears throat> where the um, the amount of new homes coming into the marketplace is down, was down almost 21%, but the purchases were up uh, 20%. So, you know, you've got that that, that same situation. And, and I actually have people that want to sell their homes and will sell their homes, but they're not going to do it until we get through this uh, situation that we're in. And, and uh, You mean the election? You know, and I think people... <laughs> do you hear what I said? Well, I think the, the, the uh, no, I didn't hear what that, you said. I said, do you mean the election? That was more of a joke. Well, the election is certainly going to be it's, <laughs> it's part of the equation, but the COVID and yeah, and, and yeah. people going into people's house, I think there's still just a lot of concern about like you know having people walk through your house and touch things, and and so I think some people just have held off on putting their houses on the market this year, and and some people have to put their houses on the market some people have to sell them and, and they just they have to deal with it but I, I will say this through all of this COVID Jim and when this started back in March I have not been aware nor I have I heard of anybody in the real estate community getting sick or any of their clients getting sick I've not heard of any issues with people uh, coming down with this COVID because of you know walking through somebody's house or you know you know whatever uh, and so I think that that's that's certainly a good positive sign, but I, I still think people are concerned about it. You know, I uh, I sold a private party. Um, I sold a private party's house to a buyer that I am working with, and when I was going to go and meet with him to present an offer, and this is a couple of months back, uh, he texted me and he said, "I tested positive. You can't. We can't meet." So we did everything you know, virtually and over, you know, over uh, electronic signature and things of that nature. 
We're now closing on Wednesday. I still haven't met this person. So that's the one big case that uh, that that kind of impacted um, my business. But yeah, I I don't know of anybody. There's been one agent in our office that had COVID. Um, she quarantined. Uh, nobody else caught it, which was a miracle. I don't even think her own kids caught it, but she tested positive. And uh, um, but that's the only one that I've really heard of. Now in the Remax results system. Uh, I think that we've had closures of offices, um, you know, for several days when a, a one or two or three people come down with it in the same office and they close the office down and they go in there, a professional cleaning company goes in there and, and wow, they just, you know, our offices are very clean in the first place. There's no doubt about it, but they go and sterilize everything and that office is shut down until it's done. So yeah, COVID's a weird thing. Well, it is, and, um, uh, you know, it's just something that we've been dealing with, and it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's become the norm, you know, but we're still practicing our, our um, you know, safety protocol where we go into houses with our, our masks or our buffs or our whatever our headgear is going to be, and, uh, I, you know, I still wear latex gloves going into people's houses, and I bring an additional pair of sanitized shoes. And so we're still doing that stuff, and 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 people, when you meet buyers at houses, they're they're very respectful of everybody's space, and uh, uh, they have their masks on, and, and they don't necessarily wear gloves or have extra shoes, but it's um, uh, it, it's just something that we've we've had to deal with and gotten used to as, as part of our process. And uh, do I like it? No, I certainly don't like it, but. Uh, um, it's uh, it's just something we're going to deal with, and it's it's going to be a year that we're certainly never going to forget, Jim. And we, and we've been talking about this since March, so um, it uh, it's uh, I don't think it's the new norm, I but I think uh, it's just something that's been different, and I think it's affected the marketplace in terms of people wanting to put their house on the market. I don't think it's necessarily affected the buyers, but it um, the buyers still want to buy houses, but um, it, it has affected the. Uh, uh, the sellers wanting to put their houses into the marketplace. And I'm very curious, too. I mean, so first of all, we're coming into our winter season. It certainly seems like fall is in the air, that's for sure. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, what's that going to bring for our winter season? And also, if we ever get a spike, you know, in, in COVID activity where, you know, a lot of people are coming down with it all at once, I mean, how is that also going to affect what people are doing. So I'm going to be very interesting. It'll be very interesting for you and I to monitor what goes on on this winter so that we can, you know, talk about it as it goes on. Well, you know, we're going to deal with seasonal flu and, you know, everybody's yeah. kind of forgotten and we don't even talk about that anymore. And, and uh, everything is COVID, COVID, COVID. And, and so, I mean, we're going to be dealing with that type of stuff. And, and we've been dealing with, all, with, with this stuff all of our lives. And, you know, going into people's houses and people sneezing or they're sick or what have you. And uh, uh, and so I don't think it's going to take much for people to for the fear factor to, like, just take off in people's mind. So I, I think that's the big thing. If we start coming down with a, uh, a heavy seasonal flu, I think people are are, are just going to, you know, get concerned about it very quickly and they're going to they're going to be fearful of it so yeah could it affect the market you bet uh, what's it going to look like i don't think we know yet but i think we're going to find out we're coming into it and uh we'll all just have to deal with it 
All right, Gary, perfect timing. We're coming up on our first break. So, folks, hang in there. We'll be back. You're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And stay tuned. We've got some very interesting uh, articles and predictions about what's going on and what's going to happen in the near future. So hold on. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Calgary here from REMAX Results. My phone number is 218 218- Three four eight seven six five three. If you want to get a hold of me and Gary Callagher, what is your phone number? Uh, it's two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. There we go. All right. So a um, couple of things, Gary. The temperature right now at eight thirty in the morning on this Thursday when we're recording is forty six degrees. Um, it got down um, a little bit, almost into the thirties last night. Here's the question. Did you break and turn the furnace on yet? No. Atta boy. No. I came home from the gym this morning, and uh, my chimney was very active. So, like I told you, oh, no, we turned ours on. <laughs> and uh, it was it was heating up this morning. So, yeah. so you got another, what, 13 days, the countdown before um, the furnace comes on. Do you, do you ever have any requests from children or a spouse you know that uh, uh can we turn it on a day earlier or so or well uh listen i'm i'm not um <laughs> I, i'm not unreasonable and I, it, listen if we get cold it gets cold and i don't i don't want uh uh people to be uncomfortable so i'm i'm not unreasonable but i always keep that as my goal is not to there turn my furnace on until october one and quite frankly our house wasn't bad last night you know i got up this morning very early and i and i it it will feel cold if it gets cold, but it wasn't too cold uh, this morning, so so that's a good thing. Well, there you go. All right, so um, a personal thing. Uh, I'm closing on my daughter's house tomorrow on Friday, and uh, I, I don't usually go outside of our area ever um, to sell or, or, or list real estate, but it's my daughter, so I did go down to St. Paul and show her houses and found her a house, and Tomorrow we finally wrap the deal up, and uh, as with a lot of deals this year, man, there was wrinkles. Um, from the very beginning, when we had multiple offers, we were in a competition for buying this house, to appraisal issues, to home inspection issues, to all kinds of things, and we finally worked it out, and... Um, you know, we're closing tomorrow. And my daughter, my daughter, who also works for Results, she works for Results Title. She's actually done uh, title work. Um, I've gotten title work from her. You know, you don't normally know who it comes from, but, you know, when they, they do their, their researching and stuff. So uh, she was reminded, because she has been licensed before, she was reminded what kind of a real estate, uh, what, what kind of a situation real estate can be. And uh, I, I don't know that she wants to come into real estate again as a salesperson because of it. Um, but she was glad that she had your old dad in her corner. Um, but tomorrow it all ends. So it all closes up. What part of St. Paul did she buy in? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, well, it's not too far from downtown. It's by a park that I can't remember. Her house, uh, right in her front street, it feeds out into a park. So she has no neighbors right across the street. And then there's a lake about two blocks down with walking trails all around it. 
it's a it's a very foot friendly area. There are um, there are places that you can you can walk to easily, and I like to walk. I like to walk everywhere for miles and miles and miles. And I, that's the one thing that I noticed right away is like, okay, I can come here and stay, and I got all kinds of directions to go. You know, is so, she north of St. Paul or east of St. Uh, Paul towards Wisconsin? Or uh, no, she's Paul? she's uh, close to the St. Paul Minneapolis border. I think it would be south okay. of, south of the city. Um, I wish my wife was in the room right now. She remembers the park. I just can't remember what the name of it is right now. But very beautiful little area. She got a she got a ranch that um, I think we I think we offered. Uh, what was it? Maybe it was two seventy and an appraised for two sixty three. Something like that. So we were we were seven thousand dollars short. We kind of split the difference in a way, and as as is kind of done. And uh, um, sellers are doing fine. And uh, you know, I think that the value was there. And you know, a lot of times we run into an appraiser. Um, it is an opinion. Um, and uh, this gal was very interesting. This appraiser. So there is a three quarter bathroom downstairs. Okay, she gave it no weight at all. Which really, really upset the other the other realtor as it would upset me. Um, but the bathroom is sort of you know wore out a little bit, you know. But I mean, we're just talking about a new toilet, and we're talking about maybe a new vanity and stuff. It doesn't mean the bathroom doesn't exist, and the shower, um, you know, probably so it, it needs to be revamped, right? But man, they she gave it no weight whatsoever, and that's why the praise low. So. We worked it out, but that's been happening. I don't know how many low appraisals you've had this year. I think that's my sixth or seventh one. Um, I haven't had that many. That's that's quite a few, and that's yep. fairly significant. But uh, I don't know how old uh, Rachel is, your daughter, but uh, congratulations 24. to her. Yep. And uh, that's exciting that, that when, when people in their 20s are, are especially their, young, their early 20s, they're, they're buying real estate, Jim, and, and you know we've talked about forever on this house how what a good investment real estate is, and getting your kids into a house or, or seeing the excitement that 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 they have about buying buying a house that's pretty re- rewarding as a parent. So congratulations to you, Deb, for that, and congratulations to Rachel. I hope she enjoys that place and uh, she does well. She's so excited, and she's so excited to have me down there to help her paint. And her mom, her mom's like the most efficient person in the world. Um, and she's like the best painter in the world. She's better than any pro. I don't know. She can just fly. Uh, so we got to paint it, the inside wall. She doesn't like the colors. And then move her. Um, and then we're free to get out. <laughs> Go back home. <laughs> so I tell her that uh, I'm just here for the, for the, for the heavy lifting. Uh, just joking around. I also have to figure out a way to get a piano. In the back of my uh, in the back of my SUV, so I'm going to be recruiting some large bodies around here to get an upright piano in the back. It'll fit. I measured it all up. Rather than pay somebody about, mm, I think it was about 600 bucks to move it down to the cities, so I'm just going to put it in the back of my SUV, and then uh, she can get it tuned up, and it'll be all good, and I'll I'll be without an upright piano that hasn't been used in years, and I can finally move a desk up into a comfortable position where I can have a computer. So Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So that's it. So tomorrow will be interesting. Um, yeah. All right. So we wanted to talk about, um, what did you want to talk about next? The, uh, well, the, the I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, yeah, the, the, the lateral lateral lines, lateral lines yeah. that, that we're dealing with. 
uh, and the uh, the mandate from the Western Lake Superior Sanitary District, or as we know it, the WLSSD. Yep. And you know they they've uh, as of February of this year they've uh, they've started their as part of their inflow and infiltration program the um, inspection of lateral lines and all of the municipalities, Jim, that are connected to the WLSSD um, have to deal with this. And all of the municipalities have different policies where it's either when you sell a house, you have to have this inspection or uh, we, we don't have to have the inspection when we sell the house because we're targeting certain areas on an annual basis. That's what Duluth does. So you don't have necessarily have uh, to inspect the lateral lines unless you're in one of the targeted areas. And in Duluth, it's it's the Park Point, uh, Lower Park Point area, and the um, uh, Lower Lakeside, 40th Avenue East area. Uh, and and Proctor, for example, is a point of sale. If you sell a house, you have to have the line inspected. And the thing I want to talk about today, though, Jim, is the, is the real estate community uh, and their part in this process and it can be real frustrating um for for sellers if they don't know about this right and if you accept a purchase agreement and it hasn't been explained to you uh and then you you're, you've done the inspection and everything is is all well and fine uh, uh and then you're you're pending and you're proceeding down the, the process to close and then all of a sudden, a month into the transaction, you know, and the title companies are, being, are real good about this. They'll remind an agent that, oh, hey, do you have the results of the uh, lateral line test? And there can be uh-oh mo- moments by real estate agents if they haven't taken the time to explain this to sellers up front. Right. And I'm not, this hasn't happened to me because First of all, I'm super aware of this stuff, and when I list a house, I tell these the sellers this up front. When I have a buyer, I explain the situation to the buyers. So I don't typically have any issues, and when I'm dealing with another agent with a buyer and a listing, this stuff is, all happens up front, so we don't deal with this on the back end. Right, yep. But there are agents, and I am aware of situations. We have a lot of agents in our office, and, and we have a lot of agents in our MLS community where agents don't mention this to their sellers. And then they get into the pending process, and lo and behold, you got an issue to where, oh, we, we, we didn't inspect the sewer lateral line. And it's kind of embarrassing to get into that situation, in my opinion, for a real estate agent because, they, they first of all, they should never get to that point. These things should be discussed up front. But what if you have a situation, Jim, where uh, you know, somebody made an offer on your house, you accepted it, uh, you've done the inspection, everything's been negotiated, you go pending and you're processing, the appraisal's been done, and all of a sudden you get this note and say, hey, do you have the ladder line inspection? And you're like, no. Yep, you and get the deer in the headlight. Yep. From, two or three weeks from closing. And and a seller's completely unaware of this. It's 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 an embarrassing situation for a real estate agent. And quite frankly, it's one that should never happen because we've had a number of meetings on it. We get updated regularly on this. And it's something that I think is just one of those things where it's like, you're not paying attention to your business. And so, uh, you know, I'm aware of a couple of situations that, that this has happened recently. 
and and you've got to be aware. And so any any community or municipality that's connected to SSD has to deal with this. And if you don't know their policy as a real estate agent, you have to find out. And I'm talking, you know, you go from Knife River uh, to Duluth, you go down to Carleton, Renshaw, Thompson, Pike Lake, Esco, uh, Hermantown, Cloquet, all of these communities, Rice Lake is another one, that, that are connected to the, the, the WLSSD uh, system have to deal with this. And if you don't know what their policy is, then you call uh, the governing body of that municipality and you find out what it is. <coughs> <laughs> exactly. And 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 so and one of the, the proactive things that some agents are doing, and like I'm gonna use Duluth for an example, because Duluth isn't a point of sale. We have to inspect for the sump pumps. <clears throat> That's what we call a point of sale. When you sell right. a house, yep. you have to inspect for that. <clears throat> but not the lateral lines unless it's in the targeted area. But what some agents are doing is they're they're coming in as part of their inspections and they're asking for the lateral line to be uh, cameraed, even though the city of Duluth may not be in that particular area for another few years. Right. And so you're seeing some of that. I would say, uh, you know, as but, representing a buyer, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you make that a requirement? But yeah, keep going. Well, yeah. So and, and that's a good point. But but the sellers aren't required to do it. If, if they're not mandated uh, in the target area. So um, so I, this is just one of these frustrating situations for the, the consumers, obviously, uh, but, but it's also embarrassing for real estate agents. And so I think real estate agents just have to get on the ball. They have to be aware of, of these lateral line issues that we're dealing with. And, and you have to explain this to your consumers up front. And you have to tell your sellers when you're visiting them, this we could be dealing with this, and if you're if you're in a Proctor uh, uh, community, for example, you're going to have to deal with it. Proctor's a point of sale, and it's a it's a it's a difficult situation up there right now for for a lot of sellers. But if you don't know about it up front, and you find about it on the back end, it's it's just one of those things to where, um, it, like I said, it's embarrassing. It could cost real estate agents, you know, some of their fees that they make, and uh, we have to be aware of it. Yep. I mean, I, it, it is our job to understand what's going on in the market and what is all required. And uh, I mean, when you represent, you represent. You're the professional. You're supposed to know. And uh, this is a serious thing. Now, imagine the closings that happen and people who are listening going, I just bought a house last month and I didn't know anything about that. You know, I think that's also going to cause some follow-up calls from those people going, hey, why didn't you look out for me? I, You know, you represented me. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, Absolutely. So it's, uh, yeah, it's. But these, and, and do you remember a few years ago when we we were dealing with the new septic system ordinance in St. Louis County, and what a big uproar the real estate community locally made about that? I mean, if there was just like the sky is falling. This is, you know, this is the, the worst thing that could happen. This is going to like stop houses from selling. And we were the the lo- the. Uh, the Duluth Area Association of Realtors at the time was on a a mission to try to fight that, and I and I remember thinking to myself, why? And I and I got the document. I read through the septic system ordinance, and I thought to myself, what's wrong with this? I, I what? Why is everybody so anti this? Yeah. And I, I read through that thing. And I thought this thing's great. 
this is long overdue for us. And I remember we had these people on the on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, Jim, if you remember, talking about this oh, yeah. thing. And, um, you know, this was something to where sellers are going to have to escrow tens of thousands of dollars for the septic systems and this type of stuff. And it was just going to kill the real estate community. And, and it hasn't. You know, yes, it's cost sellers some money um, to, to upgrade their septic systems, but we all know about it. We're all dealing with it at this point, and it, it really doesn't affect real estate sales anymore. And having an updated, upgraded septic system, I think, is like critical uh, in, in, in our world today with all the groundwater and everything like that. So we, these are the types of things that we have to deal with. And we have to be aware of as the real estate professionals to help uh, get the message out to people. And so I think this WLSSD um, program of, of checking these sewer lateral lines is great. I think it's a good idea. I think it's burdensome to sellers. And I think you're seeing, you know, you can drive around Proctor. I'm sorry. And you can go up there and you can see a lot of the yards that have been dug up. Yeah, to have to deal with this thing, and so it's a little unsightly, but it's just something we have to deal with. And uh, all right, Gary, uh, we got we got we're a little bit over on our break, so we got to cut her off right there. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running, Gary Callagher. Gary, give out your phone number, would you? Uh, you can reach me at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And my number is 218-348-7653. All right, so um, we finished up on the sewer lateral lines, um, which is a requirement. Um, no matter where you are, coming up if it's not now. Um, Gary, you want to talk about... Mm, you want to talk about... Interest rates. Interest rates. All right, go ahead. i got to find this interesting article. I lost it, but go ahead. Well, listen, I had some folks lock in on an interest rate on a 30-year rate this week at two, um, 2.65. And uh, uh, they're just, these interest rates, again, I think it's going to be the top story of the year, Jim, as we move oh, forward yeah. alongside COVID for the real estate community. But I, do, I, I just, I, I'm astounded by, um, you know, these rates staying this low. And, and, and again, if you're buying a house that costs a little bit more money and you're in an upper end home, the amount of savings that you have on this stuff, folks, is like phenomenal. And, you know, you talk about a 1% difference when you're borrowing four or five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars It's a lot of money over time. And so the, 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 uh, the benefit to the, the consumers is just like additional money in their pocket savings, uh, all, all across the board. And then the refinances, uh, the refinance boom is like unbelievable. And something you talked about a couple of weeks ago, Jim, is uh, there's another fee that's going to be added yeah. into the uh, uh, the refinances here as we uh, get into December 1. And that's going to be about a half a percent um, in an additional fee on refinances that the uh, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will be applying. Uh, and they're calling it an adverse market refinance fee. Yep. And so half a percent on the amount of money you're borrowing, you can figure that out. It's, it's just going to be an additional closing cost to you. But that's, uh, I, I, I've heard in, in the story I read, they, they're, they're saying that they're actually going to start applying that to, to refinances that are being originated right now. And, but 
they said that technically it doesn't go into effect until after December one. But if you're if you're uh, starting a process right now, it's not out of the realm that you, you know, it's two months down the road. But after December one, you're going to be paying a, a half a percent more uh, on this um, uh, fee that they're going to apply on your refinances. They they didn't say anything about for new purchases, but uh, this is on refinances. Yeah, I mean, they that, I definitely read that article with that in mind. Is this going to be for refis only, or is it just for? Um, uh, is it going to be including purchases? And I didn't read anything there. The thing that I thought was amazing is that they tried to throw this fee on with like no notice. I mean, they gave the banking industry very little time. I, I think it, I want to say it was like two weeks. We're going to start doing this, and they instantly cried foul because they have offers out, and their offers have disclosures of how much money. It's going to cost these people to refinance, and you just can't reel that back in, you know. Um, so that was the uproar, and that's why you you had about a I don't know probably about a sixty day delay before they implemented this. Maybe more, maybe maybe ninety. They they pushed it off, but it, to me it was like wow, they really tried to ram this thing through, um, and. <laughs> They sure heard about it. Um, I talked to a couple of people who are in the lending business, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we were all up in arms. And uh, so that's why it was pushed back, thank goodness. So anyway. Well, another fee on the refinances. and uh, But the interest rates, Jim, they're still incredible. And uh, I hope yes. that we stay this way for the foreseeable future. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's good. Uh, another exciting story we got going on locally here, Jim. Have you been up? And seeing the new Costco uh, area being, uh, I haven't. Being I haven't been by there in. Geez, you know, I don't know when they broke ground, but I guess I haven't been at that corner in a while. Well, this is on the corner of uh, Arrowhead and Haynes Road. Yep, and it's it's where the old uh, there's a Baptist church up there, and um, uh, it's just phenomenal to go by and <laughs> see what they are doing up there and how they are changing the landscape you know they're they're uh they've got their uh their heavy duty equipment in there and they're putting in roads and they're they're uh making the elevations and they're basically changing the structure of that land and so it's it's just uh there's a lot of dirt and a lot of dust up there on a windy day and, but it's it's uh, it's a massive project it's it's uh the scope of this thing is going to be so big and and i think people, when people see this as it starts to take shape it's just going to be one of those wall factors and uh, that whole area up there in that Haynes road corridor is just really starting to develop. And it, it will be, it's exciting to see what's going to ultimately happen up there. Uh, But uh, exciting stuff uh, that they brought that to Duluth and it's good to see. Yeah. We're a little late to the game too. I mean, they just opened up one in Baxter, um, you know, about a year ago. And, you know, I mean, geez, you'd think that would Duluth would have been before then, but of course we had a setback, but, now it's all back on track and things are going. All right, Gary, I want to talk about an article that I pulled up. Um, it was it was written by Go Banking Rates, which is probably a who knows GoBankingRates.com. Um, but it says these ten housing markets are poised for serious trouble. So with coronavirus going on and um, other things, you know that that affects everything. Um, they have their 10 cities that they think are, are poised for trouble. 
And I'm going to go through them. There, there's no like order, this one's number one, this one's number two. It's just ten that they feel are, are really poised and maybe have a big turndown. Um, and four of the top ten are in what state, would you guess? California or Oregon. California, yep. And you know what's amazing in this article? They talk about COVID. They talk about uh, employment. And it was just it was just written yesterday. They do not mention the fires, you know, in California, which is amazing to me because I would think that that is also going to have an effect on you know who's going to want to buy real estate in in some parts of California. But anyway, um, first one is Jackson, Mississippi, and they say that Jackson, Mississippi, has a high unemployment rate, um, higher than than normal, and um, house prices are down almost ten percent over the last two years. So we talk about our market being so so good. There are you know areas where they have a decent population that they actually have been losing um, out on um, appreciation. Number two is Longview, Texas. So it says this is in East Texas. I don't know where Longview is, East Texas. Um, but they do say that parts of Texas are booming, like Houston and some other parts. But this is a They've dropped 10% since the same price range last year. Um, and they have higher than normal, uh, higher than average foreclosures as well. The next one is Redwood City, California. Guess what? They're, this is part of the Bay Area. Guess what their average sale price is? 750 an average home in Redwood, which is part of the pricey Bay Area, is worth a jaw-dropping $1.67 million. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's incredible. Are you kidding? That's yeah. average? Average? Well, that's what it says. It says it says the, well, it says an average home in Redwood is worth $1.67. Number next is San Mateo, California, which is also San Francisco area. And that one says the, the highest average home sales... Uh, are $1.56 million. And they have seen a 6% drop uh, in the last year. And um, Redwood, going back to Redwood, 5% in the last two years. Then you got Fremont, California. Um, their average sale price is $1.1 million. And their foreclosure rates are, are very low. Um, but the high-end housing market is starting to turn ugly in California. I guess we're seeing that with these three cities that they're listing. Next one is Laredo, Texas. Um, now, the Laredo, Texas is a relatable um, kind of a price range. It says the average price is $160,000, um, but it says the job market's been struggling in recent years, and um, as a result, their, their home values dropped 4.31%. Um, since last July. Um, next one, Santa Rosa, California. Here's an, here's an affordable city in California. The average sale price, guess what that one is? Seven. I'll stick with the 700000 Nice. 608 So um, anyway, home values fell 5% in the last two years there. Lake Charles, Louisiana. Now, I don't know what part they of... They just had a, a big old hurricane. Yeah, right? They're That's flooded right now. The um, and they actually, they actually um, they say the, the fifth largest city in the state, Lake Charles, is often hit by hurricanes. And it's struggling economically. The average home price there is $179.9. Um, but it's, it's fallen in the last two years as well. Stanford, Connecticut. Average sale price of 580 And they've lost about 2%. 
um, in the in the last year. And um, last one, <coughs> excuse me, is <coughs> Albany, Georgia. Now they're hit hard by manufacturing closures, and I think that's a, like a big carpet area too, where they make a lot of uh, like a lot of those kind of things. And uh, the average home in Albany, Georgia, listen to this, is worth eighty eight. 88.1. So, I mean, that's lower than, you know, any of our, our regional areas here. And um, they have uh, <clears throat> they have triple the national average in foreclosures. So anyway, uh, I, I and I also, like I said before, no mention of um, any fires or anything like that. Boy, Gary, we're already up on our break. We've got to take one here. All right, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We're going to come back and wrap it up in just a minute. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results every Saturday from 12 to 1. Uh, if you want to reach me, my phone number is 218-348-7653. And 7653 spells out sold. I thought I was a genius like 30 years ago when I got that phone number. And Gary, what's your phone number? Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. All right, Gary, you want to talk about a new listing that you have? Well, it's not a new listing, but it's a price reduction. And this property is up in the Duluth Heights area. It's at 1602 Eckland Avenue. And we've uh, reduced the price to $290,000. And I've talked about this home a couple of times. Uh, This is a great home. This uh, was an engineer that that bought this home. It's a very cool things in this house with uh, redesigning it and, and uh, refinishing it. It's got a beautiful lot, Jim. Uh, it's got a two-car detached garage. It's got a greenhouse on the lot. Really? Uh, the, the, yeah, it's about a little over half an acre of land. Uh, it's three bedrooms, two baths, uh, but well taken care of, very close to like the mall area, and easy access to just about everything. And so uh, if you're interested, give me a call at 218-390-0615. Alrighty, um, and I want to talk about one that I'm kind of confused. It hasn't sold. It's only been on the market for 17 days. We got it listed for 139.5. It's 1705 North 28th Street, which is right in between Ogden and Tower. So it's a great location as far as getting to everything. And this is a large three-bedroom, two-bath traditional home with a two-stall detached garage and ample room everywhere. Hardwood floors, uh, and geez, I'm just shocked that it didn't go ahead and sell um, almost instantly. So that one's a good deal, 1708 or 1705 um, North 28th. And if you want information on those houses, please give us a call. All right, Gary, finishing up here, we got about another about another two minutes. Um, well, Jim, I had an interesting question asked to me here earlier this week, and. Uh, when a house doesn't sell, why why doesn't a house sell? What are the reasons? And spontaneously, I said back to him, I said, it's location or price. I said, those are typically the two biggest reasons that a house doesn't sell. It's where it's located and, and the price of it. And I think there's other some other con- issues, but uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, basically, I would, I would even just break it down to price because location and every all factors determine the value. You know, um, sometimes it is hard to find comparables based on, you know, the condition or based on the location or the, you know, um, if there's anything that can't be used about that property. Like if it's on a if it's on a street that you can't have any off street parking, I think that that has an impact on value and some other things. But, yeah, 
I think value and price are the are like number one and number two with price being number one. Well, interesting. Uh, we don't have a lot of that, but houses that don't sell, Jim, there's a reason that they don't sell. And uh, sometimes it's difficult for people to, and uh, sellers to, you know, come to grips with it. But uh, generally speaking, it's, it's, a, it's a value issue. Yeah. Yeah, and in today's world, we got these low rates. Man, I mean, it's a, it, it's, it's a beautiful time to buy right now. And as a buyer... Um, you know, the competition isn't as fierce as it was, or, you know, if, if, if things are going to be retold for next year, isn't as fierce as it's going to be starting in about January. Um, so really good time to buy, right? Yes. All right, Gary, really quick, one more time for your phone number, and then we got to check it out. 218-390-0615. All right. And 218-348-7653 is my number. We are out of here. Thanks for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. For 12 years now, happy anniversary, Gary. You're the only one that I can say that to besides my wife. So there we go. All right, folks. We'll talk next week.